You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? You know, I, I had like a whole thing I was going to talk about. And then uh, before we came on, I went and pooped and I just totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Did you poop it out? Did you poop the thought I out? Say, I, say, I saved the good thoughts for the, uh, I lost the good thoughts in the shitter. <laughs> so now I'm just like scrambling to, what, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> I hate when that uh, happens, man. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Uh... Doing good. I'm trying. When was the last time we we talked? Um, Sunday last week. Yeah, or this week rather. Yeah, this week. yeah, yeah you yeah. you you had your SummerSlam moment, mm-hmm. and then we uh we did a late night scramble podcast <laughs> to make sure we didn't miss a Monday. We That's right. pretty good with uh, not missing a week. Yep. Uh, and it, it, it sometimes it's it's tough. You know, I see uh you know some you know other podcasts that were like you know something came up. Uh, recording this day instead and like oh okay and uh but yeah the 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 uh the hustle is there but i'm I'm glad we're here it's a it's a beautiful saturday morning uh 10 49 on august 12th yeah um uh, me and mrs meanie had a a nice little day trip up to long island yesterday for kns for a virtual signing which uh Everything was really cool except for the traffic because New York traffic sucks. Now, did, uh, you, did you take the? You don't take the George Washington up the, to? Did you take that? Oh bridge? no, no. Which way? No, we do the uh, the outer bridge crossing mm. to the Belt Parkway to the whatever gimmick, whatever GPS tells me to fucking drive. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was like beautiful little town. Um, Town over from where the Amityville Horror House is, mm. which um, which we called. Um, we we last time I did a virtual sign for K and S, we stopped by and, and looked at it. it. Looks they they changed it up a little bit. They put up a iron fence, you know, to keep people <laughs> keep the uh, looky loos out. But uh, yeah, and uh, shout out to. Vanessa, Pod Squad member Vanessa Bello and Machete Von Kill, who uh, uh, joined me for the uh, the virtual signing. Uh, we got to talk about the podcast a little bit on uh, at the virtual. And so uh, Ken over there, KNS is a good dude, does great stuff. And uh, just looking around his shop where he does his virtual signings, like there's 
all this cool merch is like, dude, I, hopefully I don't blow uh, all my uh, income here. You know, you know, <laughs> there's just so much cool just signed merchandise just sitting around. I'm like, oh, man. Amazing. Yeah, I'm still a geek, still a fan, looking around. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a good day. Uh, yeah, the only thing, you know, the traffic sucks. Like, I'd, I, I have no problem driving long distances. But when I'm sitting there and we're in traffic and doing nothing, that's when I get this like anxiety. It's yeah. like, you know, I say, I think I sent you a meme like uh, a week ago or something like that where it says, somebody from Philly, the moment the light changes and somebody hasn't, <laughs> yeah. And the guy's going, fucking go. <laughs> oh, dude, I have like the blue meanie greatest hits. For when the light turns green, the guy hasn't even attempted to move. Is like, fucking go. Yep. Uh, it doesn't get any greener. <laughs> and uh, what the fuck are you waiting for? An invitation? <laughs> you know, just, these are things I yell when somebody hasn't started fucking uh, moving out of my fucking way. You know, it's, my favorite. I'm sure I'm guilty. I'm sure I'm guilty of it too, but I mean. Oh, we sh I'm sure we, everybody is. Yeah. My favorite yeah. thing my dad used to say all the time, which I just, I didn't realize I was doing it until I was maybe in my late twenties, early thirties. So when someone cuts into the lane and doesn't use a turn signal, my dad's catchphrase oh. was always, well, come on, asshole, come on over. You're already in the lane. And yes. he said it one time. <laughs> I was driving with my dad. And he did it in the car and we said it almost simultaneously, like word for word. And I was like, Oh fuck! I didn't really came from. And the cats in the cradle and, and the, the silver, silver spoons. spoons. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god! I can't believe I've turned into my father." But no, that's uh, a boy was just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize we were getting a Harry Chapin concert this morning. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, no, I, uh, I, he, I have specific things. I'm always. I think it's usually like, "Come on, asshole!" Usually, everybody's an asshole in the car. Um, yeah, but, but I, I specifically reserve you motherfucker for when like you get those idiots that pull like way too close in front of your bumper. And that's usually like, I can see it in your face. Like the, the anger, it's like, just, I'm going to, I'm going to find you and we're going to, I'm going to scream at you loudly. Or you get stuck behind that asshole in traffic and you're, you're doing like a 40 in the fucking 75. <sighs> And you just want to get next to them and look at them and see what the fuck they look like. I just, uh, what, uh, who made you? <laughs> who yeah. loved you? Who made you drive yeah. like this? And you, the, the, like in the door, in the the words of George Carlin, he's like, you just want to get next to the motherfucker, see what he looks like, and they exact look exactly how you thought, constipated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George Carlin's fucking bit on driving is oh, fucking spot on. Dude, I'm looking forward for I'm looking forward to everybody starting to show up here like during WrestleMania weekend and, or WrestleMania week rather and getting an idea of what it's like to drive in Philadelphia because you know we're going to hear from wrestling fans, "Oh, Philly sucks." Like, no, you just don't know how to fucking drive. Like, well, be defensive driving. Even in Detroit, like watching people like just cut in front of you and like it's such a weird experience, you know? Like when you're in a different city and someone's driving you, and you're like, fuck, if that were me, I would have fucking sped up and gone around, you know, like, done the whole Philly routine. 
But you would have done the J John Madden with the illustrator. See, what I would have done here is boom. <laughs> and then you make the left and you, uh, you give the guy the finger and boom, boom, boom. That's exactly. You pull out the fucking graphs and charts. Well, see, we would have gone over this way and we would have sped up to at least 85. Yeah, for sure. We, we need to do that. We need to do a video guide on what to do in Philly for yeah. WrestleMania week. That's a great idea. Uh, especially if I'm going to do the, uh, like, I'm already, you know, been talking to, uh, Dougie over at McCuskers about mm. doing a Mind of the Meanie party. I mean, well, Meanie Mania party. It would still be the same thing. Uh, Meanie Mania party that Friday night of WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, fuck. Just say, hey, take an Uber. Yeah. Uh, parking sucks. Just, uh, you know, use car share. Yeah. Load up your, you know, save all your money towards car share instead of getting a rental car and just Uber wherever you go around Philly. Yeah. Because the parking's going to suck. Uh, it just, there's no use in, in, in even attempting to park in South Philly, you know. I mean, we work, and it's kind of near the stadiums. So we're like, McCusker's like 10 minutes from uh, Wells Fargo, mm -hmm. like a financial field, that Citizen Bank Park area, because they're all, Neighbors, but uh, yeah, just you know, you know, use the benefit of uh, car share apps and stuff like that. You know, if you you know, you get carpool with people and stuff like that too. But yeah, yeah, man, just uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to when Manny man, comes up in the Philly. Been the her little scoopage that I came and talk about, like as far as like stuff that's happening in the in the town because mm. it hasn't been announced yet, but. Oh, I was, I sworn, sworn to secrecy, but you know, uh, you know that I, I get off on uh, knowing things not other people don't know yet. <laughs> Dude, if, it, if it's going to be anything like uh, like SummerSlam's experience was, uh, it's going to be super dope. Uh, I think though, if I go, like I'm going to try to go to Survivor Series in November. Um, uh, I think it's in Chicago, but. I think I may end up trying to rent a car this time just because I spent so fucking much in Ubers. Like it's crazy. Like how much and how expensive it gets, you know, like really fast. Like I'm, I'm, there was a bunch of yeah. us in the media when we left, like we all left the front of Ford field and we walked left and we just kept walking. Right. It was almost like, it was almost like, um, <clears throat> it was like a zombie walk, you know, like just a, like a hordes of people just walking. And we must have walked at least two miles just to get away from it, to get closer to a hotel, to try to find a, a ride share. And every time I would refresh my phone, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the prices would jump up like $20, $30. I think the Uber yeah. ride I ended up taking, um, which I didn't pay for, somebody else did, because I ended up jumping in with them. And I think it was close to $120. So, uh, you know. For one was, ride. For one ride, one way. Yeah, it took us from Ford, like right on the other side of Ford Field down to closer to Detroit's airport. And then I had to drive. So basically, that was like $120, right? Then I had to take an Uber back to my hotel, which was probably 15 minutes away from the airport. <clears throat> and then I had to take one back because my flight was at, I don't know, whatever time it was. I think totally. Well, your, your hotel didn't have a shuttle? No, not that far. No, I was far. Oh, I, I booked at the wrong Westin. Like, I, I selected the wrong location. So the shuttle you. was, I was like, fuck, I got to really look, pay attention to this next time. Um, but I went, um, I think it was. Rookie. Yeah, hey, listen, man. First time Jones here, and I fucked up on the <laughs> hotel. Um, 
so then, I, by the but long story short, the uh, the point is that my Uber rides, both of them, back and forth that morning, I think were only thirty dollars together, and like just after the event is just insane. So I'm trying to price mm-hmm. out if I'm going to go to Chicago, I'm going to try to price out and be like, is it worth just renting a car? You know, because I don't I don't want to spend that much money, and then also too, like I'm stuck, right? I'm stuck, and like every time is twenty dollars. It's this that and the other. I, I don't know. I just I. I'd rather go explore the area, and I, I wanted to see more of Detroit. I saw a decent amount of it, but I wanted to go see more things in the area while we had downtime. So, yeah. um, no, I think it's a wonderful idea. I think we should definitely try to pull that off with, uh, you know, hey, here's some friendly reminders when you come to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. When the light turns green. Or even da- that song, Daylight. Or that, or we could just do the Always Sunny music. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, perfect, right on the nose. I love it. When the light turns yeah. green, you fucking move. You don't sit there and figure it out. You fucking drive. You don't fiddle fuck with your phone. Uh-huh. You put your foot on the fucking gas. And if you miss the turn, don't cut in the fucking lane. Just keep going. Eventually, you'll find your way back. Yeah. We should totally Don't do make this. a right right from the center fucking lane, asshole. <laughs> if you know you got to turn right, start merging earlier. Don't fucking sit in the left lane the entire way and then jut over to the right. Fucking start merging. Listen here, you prick. You fucking rat bastards. <laughs> every, every morning. There's always one. And also, too, don't fucking drive on the side of the road. There's always a right. cop somewhere. There's always yeah. a Sadie or there's always Philly PD on the shoulder of the road. Don't drive yep. on the shoulder of the road. Don't be stupid. Idiots. Don't be stupid, you moron. I told you not to be stupid, you morons. Idiots. But, dude, I got fucking COVID again, man. God damn. And it wasn't even from Detroit, man. It was Courtney's fault. Mrs. Uh, Goober's fault. Fucking heat. <laughs> heat. Hot potato. Hot potato. <laughs> it was my fault the first time, yeah. No, I got home from fucking... Um, so I went to work on Monday... And I was, uh, I was in the office and I was, I was kind of sitting there. I was texting Courtney. I was just like, ah, geez, like I'm, I'm exhausted, right? Like I don't feel myself, but I think it's just because of like the, the past three or four days, I just haven't really slept. And I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. You know, drink an extra energy drink, which I smuggled one of these Johns. This is my last smuggled John from, uh, fucking, um, Detroit. I put a bunch in my suitcase and they all survived. Uh, these awesome. C4 Johns. These are actually pretty solid, man. I'm not, I'm not, I was, uh, C4 I was is pretty good. Impressed. This, have um, you tried the Starburst one yet? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, um, I like the C4 brand. We, I typically, if I, if I stop and get one, I'll get the orange. There's like an orange crush or something like that. Um, the Starburst ones are really good. I would say I prefer the ruthless raspberry over the power bomb berry, the red can. Um, is that really what it's called? This is called Ruthless Raspberry, yeah. And you can see this right know, now that. on Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meaning. But they have a power bomb? They have like a power bomb berry, I think, is the other flavor, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wrestling theme. Yeah, they did a whole... I mean, these were fucking everywhere. Like, everywhere you looked, there was people just handing them out in droves. And the people that I was with, they were like, oh, well, I can't I'm sure this. they sponsored. Yeah. yeah, they were big... They had their names on the rings and shit. And uh, so I was just like stuffing nice. them in... I just like hold them, like carrying four of these as I'm walking to the car. Um, so yeah, I fucking get. So I'm at the office, and then Courtney calls, and she's like, "Hey, listen." She's like, "I think I have COVID because one of our neighbors had it, and she had spent. She went to hang out with a couple of them um, while I was away, and so she takes the test. She pops hot, 
And then I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, all right. Pop I it like it's hot. Pop, pop it, it like it's hot. hot. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg's in the house, y'all. The Snoop, yeah. Snoop meaning. Um, I think he should probably induct you into the Hall of Fame. Well, let's, we'll get to that. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, all right. Like I get home. I'm like, I'm going to take a test. And it's, literally, as soon as I took the test, man, it jumped right off the fucking thing again. And I was like, well, fuck. No wonder I feel like shit. And I will tell you that Tuesday was the worst day of this. Like Tuesday was... <sighs> Horrific. I had a headache that wrapped around my head. Felt like I was wearing like a crown. I had 103 fever the entire day. Um, I had the chills. I had the shakes. I was coughing. Like I couldn't catch my breath. Courtney and I both, we were both out for the count. Like just, and trying to raise four kids at the same time. Everybody's quarantined now, you know? Yeah. Um, so, oh God, it was, it's been horrible. Like, and I, and this new variant apparently is, is super contagious. And lots of people are getting really sick from it, and I. So that's what we think we got, and uh, mm. yeah. So it's been uh, it's been the fucking shits, man. I'll tell you, it's been uh, <sighs> squid inking the toilet too. It's been uh, oh my god, yeah, it's been bad, dude. It's been real bad. Ten on a Muda scale. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Look, I know the Muda. <laughs> I know the Muda scales, you know, usually re- reserved for bleeding, right. you know, for, for <laughs> blading your forehead. But as far as like Muda misting, <laughs> you know, fucking Muda mist the fucking toilet. There's a fucking pen. It's funny because it's true. It's literally, yeah. it was just like, I can't stop. There's no stopping. It's, it's, there's nothing. I know we talk, sometimes we, I think we talk too much about pooping, but <laughs> it's like one of those shits where, it's, it's like one of those shits where somebody left, leaves a marble in the dryer. You know, just, <laughs> this is like, you know, the fucking bathroom. <laughs> like the intake valve in your car just went fucking mad. It's the catalytic converter just slamming around and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Nobody's yeah. stealing that catalytic converter in South Philly. <laughs> no, thanks. We don't want that one. <laughs> no, it's been, um, it's been bad. They gave me, doctor gave me something called Paxlovid, which is like a three pill cocktail I take twice a day. And it's, it's helped. Um, but I still feel awful, man. So this has been, uh, it's been nice to be home though. You know, like it's, even though I've been sick, like it's nice to be home and not have to worry about going to work, but fucking shit. Yeah, broke. man. Just fucking, uh, yeah, being home's nice anyway. Yeah. Just, uh, we've been doing a lot of, you know, traveling and that, you know, last couple of weeks we went up to, uh, Rhode Island, uh, for the New England fa- uh, Fan Fest, mm. which was was awesome. Then we traveled yesterday for uh, the KNS virtual signing, mm-hmm. and then we're going to Chicago for Starcast oh, yeah. into the end of this month. And um, and just for Chicago, we're, I said, "Fuck it, we're just going to drive." Yeah, uh, yeah. Because just uh, I, I'm sure I've said it before, but you know, for those who missed it, here it is. Uh, in my opinion, like, okay, you, you book a flight and you're ready to travel. Before your flight even, before your flight, you got to get up. You got to be at the airport two to three hours before your flight. That's three hours right there. It takes you about an hour to get on the fucking plane mm-hmm. with all the fucking slow pokes. And fucking, uh, let me slowly take off my jacket and put in the fucking, and you're like, fucking move. <laughs> That's four hours. Uh, then, if you have a two flights, your first flight's hour and a half. So that's like six, six. I ain't 
fucking good at math. You keep up. Six and a half hours, right? Then you got to wait another hour or two for your connection. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're lucky and they haven't canceled your fucking connection, because that's what they do. They purposely oversell flights and you're, they leave you stranded in the fucking town. That's another two fucking hours. Then your connection could be another hour, two hours. What's that, eight, nine hours? Yeah, you're at like nine hours now, yeah. Driving from Philly to fucking Chicago's 11 hours straight. <laughs> Just fucking drive. Damn. Fucking and when you get there, you got to wait for your bags. If you get a rental car, you have to wait to get the rental car. Get the rental car in fucking Philly. Just drive. And fucking just drive. And whatever you're doing, like, the gas is pro- gas and tolls are probably cheaper to the f- cost of a fucking ticket. And you might have to pay an extra day or two for the car, but that still fucking evens out cheaper than the flight. Yeah. So you might you could be saving, like, two to $300 just fucking driving it. It's not a bad you know, idea. Just get, just get a fucking rental car and dr- drive it. And, you know, God forbid. And, and here's another thing. It's like, I, a lot of my, I'm still friends with people in the biz. Not that I'm totally out, but like people who are in the mix. And I've seen they're in like flights being canceled. They, oh, I might have to stay an extra day at a hotel. I don't know when I'm getting, oh, fuck that. Yeah, dude. Fuck being held hostage. You know, you, you know, Philly to Chicago will be 11 hours. We can pull over when we pull over. We can listen to all our favorite podcasts. Mm hmm. We we don't have to fucking sit there and you know sit in a fucking germ capsule and fucking uh, you know breathe in uh, you know they they say they filter the I don't know they, you know it's, you're dreaming that recycled fucking air you know yeah so by the way in row thirty two is smelling my fart from row six you know through the <laughs> fucking vents <laughs> there's no recycling that pal none oh that's a, that's like a mail shoot fart you know when they or a, a bank shoot a yep. bank shoot you know when you go to the ATM and you put your Deposit thing and they, the counter, you know, you know, all the way through to the other. That's why I'm doing my farts. I fart and it goes right into the recycle thing and the guys in the back of the plane are getting a fucking whiff of that. Yeah. From Meanie with love. Uh, but yeah, just if, if the drives, I used to have a limit where like, oh, if it's six hours, I could do it. But now if it's 11. It's not bad. You figure, you, you figure you're still, all that time it takes to wake up, get to the airport, prepare, go through fucking security, get something to eat in the fucking airport at airport prices, which is bigger Ugh. than fucking hotel prices. Yeah. And then you get on the flight, if it takes on, off on time, and then you, you know, if you land on time, you're, you know, going to wait two hours. If it lands late, you got to run to your next fucking flight. Yeah. That's fucking anxiety. And then you got way enough. I love when I fly to a town and they fly me an hour past the town just to fly an hour back to the fucking town. <laughs> like it used to drive me nuts when we, you know, every time I wrestled in New Orleans, I would have to fly to Houston. Why? It'd be like Philly to Houston, which is an hour past flight wise, an hour past fucking New Orleans. And then I have to sit around and wait for a fucking flight to fly back to where I just fucking came from. The land in New Orleans, you know, just it's like, dude, give me a fucking parachute. <laughs> give me a fucking parachute. I'll de- fucking J. Was it DB Cooper? DB Cooper. I'll fucking DB Cooper that shit. You know. <laughs> you know. Fuck it. 
Hey man, listen, I I'm looking at this and I'm I'm thinking about it now when I if I decide I want to drive out there to uh or if I if I get approved to go to um Survivor series. I mean, 11 hours isn't that bad. It's not that yeah, bad. You can drive. leave right you can leave right from the event. Yeah, I can home. I could leave if well, yeah. <clears throat> or I'd leave a little bit earlier in the morning. Even if I left you figure if I left at 6 o'clock in the morning to get home, you figure what's that? I'm probably closer home to like four in the afternoon. That's still. That's if, still you, if, you're, if you're just pulling over for a couple, you know, piss breaks, you know, yeah, I can stop. Gas up, get food on the way. You know, like I could, I could easily reroute myself from because it takes me through the like up through the middle of the state. I could stop in Pittsburgh, grab some food. You know, some of the spots I know, and then fucking head right out. That's actually not a bad idea. Fuck. Think of the money you're saving. You're, you're thinking about flying. Look, you're thinking about flying to Chicago, renting a car. Just rent the fucking car and drive out there. And whatever you would have spent on the fucking ticket, you're saving money on gas and t- with gas and tolls. Right. And I'm driving a car that's not, that's like not kind yours. of brand new and it's not mine. Yeah. Dude, I got a rental for yesterday for the K&S thing. <laughs> fucking uh, brand new Nissan Altima. Guess how many miles it had on it? Oh, probably 12. 54. Holy shit, uh, dude. I was like, holy shit. This is pretty cool. Uh, this is like the newest thing I've ever fucking driven. Yeah. I, I like getting rental cars, too. You know, you can just fucking... You know, I, I back in the day, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, it, it's a rental. <laughs> you know, older, uh, more mature me uh, brings a trash bag now. And, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I also, you know, belong to Zipcar, too, which mm. is like a car share thing. And they uh, always encourage you to leave the car the way you want to find it, you know. Yeah. So, except for the guy who smoked a fucking blunt in the last fucking zip car I fucking had, and uh. you get in, and you're just like, it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't want to be a fucking stooge and report this guy, but then somebody's going to report me for it. You right. Know, just, yeah, I'm not taking you know, responsibility. You got, you got to leave shit. it with a full. You got to leave it with gas in the tank and shit. But yeah, we got a. We rented a fucking Nissan Ultima yesterday. Mm. And uh, 54 fucking miles on it. It's fu- pretty fucking sweet. Man. Yeah, get a rental car. That's not bad. I actually, I, I think I might actually do that. Because again, you know, I'm a photographer, so I like stopping places. If I see something, I'm going to take a yeah. photo of it. And again, too, if I want to drive around fucking Chicago, I'd rather be able to have the ability to go. Like, you figure, all right, I'm spending money on a fucking, on a hotel there. And then yeah. a rental car. You know, we, are you getting charged by? I don't know. It's been a while since I've got a rental car. You're not. You don't get charged by the mile, do you? No, by the day. By the day. Okay, so yeah. All right, so I get charged by the day for for a rental car. You figure what? If I have it from Thursday to Sunday, we're looking at four days, maybe. I don't know. Five, Fortunately, bucks. I, like I, that's I, not that's I, nothing compared to a fucking flight. Uh, checking my bags, like the Ubers back and forth. I mean, that's saving a significant amount of money there. And, you know, uh, you know, if you know other people who are there, try, you can give them a lift and stuff like that and be yeah. the hero. Yeah. Hey, know? hey, y'all here, help me chip in for this fucking, you know, this car and we'll, we'll road trip to fucking Chicago. Yeah. Or if you're there, you know, hey, hey, you know, uh, yeah, I'll give you a lift to the hotel. And, uh, Adam, you're so sweet. Oh, you're you know? the best. Yep. $20, yeah. please. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, only one person I would charge. But no, I would. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Um, Two. I th- 
Uh, maybe two. Uh, no, maybe I think, two. I think uh, that actually sounds like a, like a really fucking awesome idea. Um, well, look, uh, put it this way, too. You like you you kill it on Instagram. You do like Thank those Dana Life fucking things. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. You just put, fucking strap a GoPro to the fucking hood and fucking time lapse the fucking drive. You're a genius. You're a Mrs. Meany kind of did that with our drive out to uh, Indiana, where she you know took footage and and, and uh, time lapsed it. Ah. And uh, she did a really good job with that. So that that's what kind of gave me the idea. You, you get like a camera to strap it to your hood and you just fucking yeah. document document the drive. Also, shout out to my boy uh, Flatbat Mikey on Instagram and my buddy Sebastian because they travel for a living. I told him, I was like, guys, you would kill it on Instagram with all the shit you see in the photos you can take. You know? Yeah. You go follow uh, Flatbat, Flatbed Mike on uh, Instagram. At, I think it's at Flatbed, Flatbed Mike. He's mm-hmm. a truck driver. And my buddy Sebastian Kikanya, C-O-C-C-A-N-G-A. He uh, he traveled a lot for his job. He's a salesman, so he's always driving somewhere. He's taking photos of, like, really cool-looking architecture and shit like that. Oh, that's amazing. So, and you're an amazing photographer as well. You Thank can you. take some, you know, you'll, you'll get to see some cool shit and you know, document it. Stuff like that, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean, that's what I tried to do in uh, in, in uh, Detroit. I tried to like get as many photos as I could. I think I had the wrong film in, uh, like, I had a um, uh, a hundred speed film, and that's like it's great during the daytime. You get like really nice, like almost digital looking photos. But as the light starts to go down, you can't like you can't meter it properly, right? So typically, if I'm gotcha. at an event, I'll do like a 400 speed because that's that's kind of like versatile for everything, right? Um, but I just, I really tried hard to get as many in the moment as I could, but I was also busy like recording content for Instagram and doing stuff for like the podcast. And it was just like this, this dance I had to do. So, um, now I'm actually, I'm looking at this right now and I'm like, holy shit, this is like, this is crazy cheaper compared to fucking doing, uh, you know, like fucking flying. Like this is, this could be a, a, a game changer for me, but what you um, do is get, get a cooler, fill it full of drink, go, go load up on drinks, get some, uh, some snacks. Yeah. Throw it, throw it in the fucking back seat. That way you're not fucking paying rest stop fucking and all that kind of shit. You know, you're, you're getting the stuff you want. Mm hmm. And then you can fucking just uh, get get something small, and then you fucking load up with some audio books and fucking drive out and just be one with the road. It's a, it's a great idea, especially too. And I'm thinking too because you know, like during that time, it's it's Thanksgiving. Flying out there is gonna yeah. be like brutal, fucking brutal. Bad. So I I I don't even think I would want to do that. And I don't even need anything. I'm looking at this thing. It says Nissan Maxima. That's all I need. I don't need anything fucking crazy. I just need something that'll yeah. get me from point A to point B. Like I don't need a fucking I mean, it would be dope to drive a fucking, you know, an Escalade yeah. out there, like show up like a fucking boss. But do I want to spend that money? No, I don't. Dude, uh, I fucking, uh, I fucking did uh, the New England Fan Fest two weeks ago. They fucking, uh, they upgraded me because they didn't have my car to a fucking um, SUV. Mm. Or, and uh, I was like, oh, this is cool, right? Until I had to fucking fill up the tank. <laughs> Like holy shit! Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck, man!" I showed this fucking you know, the, it, 
It's almost cost the uh, cost of one day for for renting this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm I'm paying a fucking gas. Oy. Well, you know, that's the thing, too. Like, I'm now thinking about it. It's like there's going to be fucking delays in the airport because of the holiday. There's going to be people that are stuck there. I'd rather, yeah. literally, I'd rather just be like, all right. Because at least if I can, if I pay later, like, I can reserve yeah. it. I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. I can go pick the car up and then yeah. leave when I want to. I don't give a fuck. That's just like, come on. Yeah, you don't have to fucking, oh, I got a 6 a.m. flight. And then you're just staring all night at the fucking clock because you yeah. don't want to fucking get you know set your alarm for when you're comfortably ready to fucking leave mm-hmm. and just be like okay doo, 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 see ya yep yeah <laughs> I love this this is a game changer for me sir I like this very Dude. much yeah I mean if you don't mind like I love like I said I don't mind the distance it's the fucking standing still in traffic yeah. that fucking kills me I could do 11 hours if the the, the traffic's moving yeah, because you know when you're stuck in traffic, you think I could have been here by this time if this these motherfuckers hadn't been in my way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. If they hadn't been fucking, they hadn't caught an accident. Fucking, you know. Now we're six hours behind, assholes. Thank you so much, you fucking yeah. dicks. Dude, um, I almost fucking almost had a guy fucking run me off the road yesterday. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! Thank God I got the fucking full coverage. God damn. Jesus, man, that's nothing scarier than that. We almost did, like it. It's I don't know. I, can't, I guess because I'm so hyper-focused in the car because of the kids, I don't know how people can't pay attention to what they're doing while they're driving. Like, at that, yeah. that drives me fucking nuts. When I see these people just pull out, and I'm like, you know, I do the whole handout, like, Philly thing. Like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? And it's like, how are you not paying attention? How could you not see this? Yeah. I, I don't know. So, listen, I got a question for you here. Mini, not, me, mini travel tips. Yes, mini go ahead. travel Ed, tips. Yes, and we will have, ask away. We'll have ask the away. we'll have the video footage for you soon. To prep we need to work on that. Yeah, prep for your trip to Philadelphia here for WrestleMania 40. Yeah. Um, so a couple things. I guess we could talk a little bit of wrestling here. Um, sure. Did you hear about Sonya Deville's injury and Chelsea Green's Chelsea got Chelsea's got talent campaign? I wanted to see your thoughts on that and see if you had any. Uh, what was the uh, second part there? Oh, your uh, oh, uh, robot. Oh, bit. sorry about that. Uh, Chelsea's got talent. Chelsea Green has been all over uh, Twitter trying to find people to fill in uh, to be her tag team partner. Uh, and so she's got Cardona and she's got a bunch of other people like, you know, independent talents that have been jumping in and, you know, trying to audition for the role. I just want to know your thoughts on that. Uh, I, unfortunately, I haven't. I, I, well, unfortunately for Sonya Deville, uh, I feel bad for her injury. She's. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to meet her a few times. Incredibly nice, great person, great talent. Uh, yeah, always hate to hear about injuries. Um, I have not seen the the Chelsea's Got Talent uh, videos, but now that you mention it, I will make it a, a point to go uh, watch said videos. But uh, that's a great uh, that's a great thing to do. Are, where are they area? Is it just like a social media thing? Is it on the WWE TV thing? Or? She's just on her social media asking people to be like, oh, you know, I need I need a new tag team partner. I'm not vacating these titles. Um, you know, be a part of this. Like, t- you know, send in your resume and this, that, and the other. And she's been responding to, like, everybody. So if you check out her Twitter account, it should be on there. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just a creative idea. Like it's it's something that I was like, wow, that's really like she's yeah. taking the ball and taking chicken shit and making like serious chicken salad out of it. I thought that was uh, I thought that was a pretty dope use of that. That's amazing. Well, that's what you need to do. 
in, in, in today's day and age. I mean, she's married to the, the perfect guy who uh, got got over with the, uh, you know, when Cardona was, you know, Zack Ryder and doing the Long Island IZ. Yeah. Uh, things that, you know, you garnered him some uh, attention. He, he gained some fucking steam with that and. You know, got yeah, you, know, you got a little bit of push, a little pushy brother. Uh, <laughs> you know, from uh, from doing those videos. So, you know, kudos to her for having the the uh, the thought to fucking go and do that. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about, I spoke to the guys from the Public Enemies podcast about this. I think it was the other night. Uh, we were talking about the numbers for All In over there at Wembley Stadium. I believe the last I checked, they were at seventy nine thousand tickets sold. If I recall correctly, I want to know mm-hmm. what do you think is the uh, the magic number that they're going to reach before the show hits? I don't know. I, don't know. I also don't want to be that guy to go. It's it's not the same Wembley Stadium. <laughs> True, I didn't want to say it, but hey, I, I had somebody break my heart with the fact that it's not the same. Like when I went to the Taylor Hawkins show, mm. I was like, oh. You know, same place Freddie Mercury played, and somebody said, "Went, went." Well, actually, uh, it's not the same stadium. I was like, eh. "Yeah, I could pretend." Same skyline, right? Yeah, hey, you know, as long as same air. <laughs> We're still breathing. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I don't know, and, and I also saw the thing is like, how many of those tickets are like tickets given to ticket brokers who are just holding on to those tickets? Yeah, and stuff like that. It's a shame you have to fucking think about these things. Like how many, how many tickets there are out there, but not actually in fans' hands. You know, mm. you know the, the ticket brokers who buy up lots, yeah, and then have to do it and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, it's an impressive number. No, either way, right? You know, that's nothing to fucking sneeze at. But um, I don't know. I don't know, and you know, it's. You know, it's, it speaks to the passion of the uh, the UK fans because, mm. I mean, think about all the events the folks from the UK have to travel to America for. Yeah. <laughs> now, once a year, they're coming to, the, you know, WrestleMania or, you know, SummerSlam or, you know, the uh, the initial AEW, you know, the AEW events, the, you know, all-ins and stuff like that or, you know, in the, in the States. Now they could just get to stay at home. Yeah, <laughs> on their home turf and uh, visit Wembley, you know, the new Wembley. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's impressive. It's impressive. Hopefully, it, it translate you know you know into uh, you know more events over there mm. in the UK because I think this is their first trip to the UK, right? With I, all AEW, I believe this is their first big like foray into into UK territory. So I think that's what they're gotcha. doing here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's like it's it's exciting to see them like make it, you know, make a real run at this. And it's it's even with I think there's only four matches that are announced, you know, so it's kind of like, well, how much more can you bring in, you know, or how many other big names are you going to be able to secure before this happens? You know, put it this way. You've only announced four matches. You've sold seventy nine thousand tickets. That leaves room for surprises. Yeah. Where you don't have to fucking announce this, that, and the other thing. You could just have a bunch of like really cool surprises. It, it, it takes a little bit of pressure off on having to announce the rest of the show. Because that's why you hold off announcing things is to 
have another reason to promote the show to sell more tickets. Right. They've sold 79,000. So with four matches announced, you know, you can hold off on announcing things and maybe open a window for, you know, something different, you know, other than what they had planned. You know, so it's a good opportunity for, uh, it's a good thing for the fans that, you know, the tickets have sold this, they've sold this many tickets in advance. Yeah. Mini. Yes, sir. Cannonballs. Cannonballs. This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs. It's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer's ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let the meat speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty, Mini, by going to manscaped.com right now and using promo code MINDMINI for 20% off plus free shipping. And Mini, I got to tell you, uh, you know, you use some of them uh, generic store brand razors to uh, uh, trim Little John on the East Side Boys. And uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get some nicks, you're gonna get some cuts, and you're gonna get some scrapes. I gotta tell you, man, using the Manscaped products, the Performance Package 4.0 has helped my confidence. Not only uh, looking at myself in the mirror, but also with Mrs. Goober, if you know what I'm talking about. The uh, Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouthwatering treats at the party. They have even built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade. To reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower has a 7,000 RPM motor, meaning, I don't know if you know all this, but it also has a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock so you don't get any uncomfortable buzzing in your luggage. And it gives you the ability to turn off the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave if you're like me in the shower at 4.30. Did I mention, meaning, that this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach pool or shower this razor will devour even the strongest pubes let me tell you something sir uh, it is summertime and i like to go in the pool and speaking of cannonballs i like to moisturize my cannonballs with the crop preserver ball deodorant after uh, i put on a comfortable pair of the manscape boxers these are the most comfortable boxer shorts i have ever worn in my life and i love them I'm wearing them right now. No shit. I legitimately am wearing them, and they are so comfortable. They're soft. They're breathable. They give me extra room for little John of the East Side Boys. And you'll get a set of Manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag inside of the Performance Package 4.0 as a free gift. Uh, Now, wearing sandals with some nasty toenails uh, is nasty during the summer months. Looks like you're going to jump into the water and catch trout. Uh, the good news is that uh, they added in something new, the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming set, uh, which includes stainless steel nail nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. And as a treat, you should add in the crop mops to your order, a moist towelette specifically for your beach balls, meaning it's the best midday refresher to stop your popsicle from melting. So go ahead right now, meaning where can they go right now? Go to manscaped.com and save 20% when you use our coupon code MINDMEANY. That's 20% off plus free shipping by using promo code MINDMEANY at manscaped.com. Manscaped, the perfect way to get your patty sizzling hot this summer. And we want to thank them, as always, for sponsoring the program. Anything wrestling-wise that's uh, struck your fancy recently in uh, in the world of uh, the sport that we love? Just been uh, 
I've been watching the uh, Dark Sides of the Ring and mm. stuff like that. Uh, saw the Marty Jannetty one, which was... Yeah, what would you think about that? <sighs> I love Marty, but what a fucking character that guy is, man. Just, uh, I, well, what was the week before? Mm. It was, was that Bam Bam? Um, no, I think it was Bash at the Beach. Yeah, that one was, uh, Let me see. that was okay. That was kind of filler. But I liked the Bam Bam one. Uh, getting to see his son Shane all grown up. Uh, I, I met, you know, Shane Bigelow in person. Uh, Bam Bam had worked for 3PW a couple times. And uh, Shane had come out and you're like, God damn. Kid was bigger than me. Wow. He, at the time he was maybe like 12 or 13 and he's like he was like six foot i was like god damn jesus god damn well god damn but well god damn they fucking it was cool to see uh Bammer's story um and it's a shame the way you know i mean it is called dark side of the ring and it's a shame you know the way things um ended for him yeah but uh i i like kind of like what you know dark side's been doing where they kind of put like a little bow on it where you know, you, you see that the kids are doing good. The wife's talking about, you know, how she signed all over the, the IP, you know, Bam Bam's IP over to the kids so they can, you know, have, you know, you know, you know their father could still support them. Right. You know, posthumously and stuff like that. So, and, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, you know, Bam Bam was a big help to me. Mm. Uh, in ECW, uh, you know, get, you know, getting into wrestling, I always wanted to be the agile big guy, and uh, and one day, you know, Bammer, uh, Bam Bam comes up to me, he's up in the locker room, he goes, "Look, I know you don't, you're not going to be Charles Atlas here, you know, you're not going to, you don't want to kill your gimmick, but you know, if you go to the gym and just you know ride the bike for an hour, you know, always have a strong set of legs, because." Mm. If you want to be the big guy and, you know, keep going, there's nothing worse than when you're getting blown up and your legs feel like they're, you know, noodles. Mm. Have a strong set of legs, you know, to carry, you know, even so, even when you're sucking, when you can work your way through a match and stuff like that. And something I took to, uh, took to heart. And then, like, there's a moment where, he, you know, he, you know, Bam Bam pulled me aside. It's like, you know, tell me, how much, how much you making a night? And I, I would say, and he was like, go to Paul and ask for this. All right. And, uh, you know, one day, you know, I went over to Paul and I said, hey, you know, and I, I did exactly what Bammer said. And Paul was like, sure. Okay. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, you know, thanks to Bam Bam, I got like really good advice for in-ring stuff as a big guy. And uh, I was able to make a little bit more money to, you know, have a little breathing room to live mm -hmm. you know just because uh you know at that point you said he was running four shows it was like towards the my end of my run they were running like four shows a week wow which was which was pretty pretty cool you know so mm. an extra check at you know a little bit of a bumped up you know pay scale was was pretty good and i was able to uh help out until uh, you know i went to wwe and you know, start making the serious cash, but you know, I'm I'm grateful for ever you know Paul paid me because I was only in the business for a couple. When when I went to ECW, I was only in the business for a year and a half, mm -hmm. so I was getting you know the typical rookie pay, right? You know, so to speak. 
But uh, thanks to Bammer, I, I, I found the courage to, um, you know, ask for a little bit more. And, uh, you know, to see, you know, um, how much of a loving father he was, even though he had his problems and stuff like that. He still, you know, loved his kids. And, you know, to see how they're, how well they're doing now and the fact that his wife said, you know, the kids will be taken care of as long, you know, with the IP and stuff like that. You know, it, it was it was good to see. I still miss him. He was a, yeah. he's a great guy. But uh, that's pretty, you know that the Bam Bam Bigelow one, the Adrian Adonis was a really good one. Yeah, I learned a lot of new things because back in the day when you heard when Adrian passed away, there's so many fucking misconceptions about what happened. Right. And and uh, just to hear it and stuff like, and I think we've already covered this, but you know, mm-hmm. seeing seeing the the one twin who uh, survived the crash, the emotions on his face, you know, really tugged at my heartstrings. But you know, uh, Marty Gennady, man, I love you, buddy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess Marty was the uh, the main event for this season's uh, Dark Side of the Ring. And talk about a guy who's so incredibly talented, but. Just uh, couldn't can't get his shit together, yeah. you know, and that's a shame. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I've heard a lot of the same feedback about Marty Jannetty's episode, where it's just like a lot of people are like, "Wow, we really like this guy," but it's just, bro, what are you doing? You know, like, like what's happening? You know, I didn't, I didn't. He, like, there's he's had like this ankle issue, where he, like, like one thing I I can relate to is like they're talking about how. Bad. He rolled his ankles a couple of times, and as a kid, you know, I I've rolled my ankles a lot, you know, being flat footed and stuff like that. And you just be walking, and your foot would go mm. like motherfucker, and you just feel it go and blow up. Mm-hmm. But just to see the state that his ankles are in, my goodness, um, and the pain he's going through, but still doesn't excuse you know some of. Uh, the stuff he, you know, he 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 he's done, yeah, so to speak. I, you know, for a guy that talented, you just wish he had his shit together so he can, you know, he should still. I mean, his you know, his talent and his experience, he could be teaching somewhere, you know, teaching you know the next generation. Somebody could be benefit from a betting, benefiting from a Marty Jannetty. Yeah, it's just uh, he's a uh, been been his own. Uh, He's been his own worst enemy, so to speak. His biggest adversary is himself. Yeah. It's a shame. I, uh, I've heard lots of good things about this season, so I'm looking forward to going back and checking it out. Um, but I, I, I think I caught most of the Bash at the Beach episode, um, but I want to check out, definitely want to go back and rewatch Adrian Adonis and then this one as well. Um, just because, yeah. again, like I think you know, Marty's got this kind of wild story, and I, uh, I'm yeah. curious to, to find out more about it. But I will say, sir... I have a question for you, if I may. If I may say first. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Are you ready to ask me? Any? I would love to. It's time to ask me anything. Ask me something. This is a drizzling shit. I can't remember what regular air smells like. Don't forget, tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeany, and we will ask them. We may ask them on the show. And Meany, typically I would have waited for this moment, but because of the, the, the Rona that's currently in my body, <laughs> my throat has been bothering me. So I have this delicious sparkling ice berry lemonade that I can still get some uh, some sizzle out of. What about you? What did you bring today? Uh, I've been rocking the Polars a lot lately. I got the uh, Polar 
black cherry. Atta boy. So I'm going to uh, sandman this motherfucker in three, two, one. There we go. Got a little bit of sizzle on that uh, on that steak there. Pinky up. Yes, sir. Ah, oh, such good shit, pal. All right. I'm going to get That's a put it in the fridge, so I'm going to be burpy and farty. <laughs> QX. Fart, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be Farty Janetti over here. <laughs> Is that the name of the episode, Farty Janetti? <laughs> Why not? I dare you. I'm gonna write it down because I don't want to forget. Farty Janetti. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. That's definitely the name of the episode now. All right, here we go. So, uh, at QX Jonah wants to know what were your favorite non wrestling action figures or toy lines growing up. And what's one that even as a kid you thought was kind of lame? Well, dude, even like growing up, being a wrestling fan, I, w- I would buy the G.I. Joes and make them into wrestlers. Yeah. You know, I had my G.I. Joe wrestling league with uh, like whoever was a ninja would be like the luchador, you know. Yeah. You know, snake, you know, Cobra, Snake Eyes, those guys. Uh, you know, I would make little cardboard belts for them with Velcro and make little wooden rings and stuff like that. But like, I also had the GI Joe fucking uh, fortresses and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I can't imagine how much money we spent on fucking GI Joes back in the day. But uh, excuse me, that a boy. There, there we go. Burp the meanie. Um. <laughs> I guess I played most with G.I. Joes that weren't non-wrestling G.I. Joes. Um, lame? Probably have to be GoBots because they're, mm. like, they're like Bobo Transformers. You know? <laughs> Wish.com Transformers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro Keds. <laughs> I played a lot with, um, I was a Thundercats fan. I was a huge Thundercats fan as a kid. Yeah. Loved the show, and I had all the toys: the Mumra and the fucking Lino, and man, I had fucking everything. So I would say, and I, I had a lot of different setups as a kid, but um, yeah, I would say Thundercats is probably my non-wrestling favorite. Um, lame. I don't know, man. I don't even know if I had any ones that were like super lame that I was like, oh, this is stupid. You know, like, because yeah. I usually would, we didn't have much. So it was like the ones that I got was like, oh, this is so exciting. You know, um, no, I don't think, I don't think everything was. No, I think that's, I think, I think, uh, I don't know if I have any. I'll have to think about that. I'll get back to you there, Jonah. Um, little Jimmy's here. Little Jimmy Sorensen Worldwide wants to know. What up, Jimmy? Says, hope everyone's having an amazing day. We are, sir. Thank you. Hope yes, sir. for you. Uh, what was your favorite foam replica championship? Oh, the only one I had was like the OG one that came out in 87, 86, 87. They had the ones you could buy out of the magazine, but then WWE made their own. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The only one, the only foam replica I had back you know, as a kid was the uh, original OG. The, the first one that ever came out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would, uh, try to think, did I have it? Now you got me thinking. Uh, I, I was the only one I had. So, sorry if, uh, 
my answer wasn't as exciting. <laughs> but yeah, that was, the, that was the only one I had. I think mine was the Winged Eagle, if I recall correctly. That was like the original OG, like 1990, <laughs> 1989 one, yeah. Yeah, you got to think, I'm like kid of the 80s. So yeah. whatever the, the, I was, you know, I was uh, customer zero for like the, all the initial <laughs> wrestling merch that came out. You know, I was like the te- you know the first fucking case study. Yeah, you know of uh, <laughs> wrestling merch. You know that would come out in the eighties. You know what? Really, when they were just starting to have merch, like all the dude. If I was a kid now, holy shit! You Man. know, with all the replicas now that look exactly like the fucking literally belts. You know, just like yeah. them. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, crazy. Kind of fuck, kind of jealous, but um, <laughs> you know, just uh, yeah. I, I had the first one. That, speaking of you know lame toys, um, yeah, that probably that, that first one that came out with the Velcro strap and stuff like that. And now they got real belts with Velcro straps. So, <laughs> uh, Mark and Dryden wants to know. I take it Nini has heard about the new Van Halen boxed set. What are yes. what are a couple of your favorite? Sammy Hagar songs. Mm, well, I guess I always say it's like I, I like the Sam era, just like I like the Dave one. And fortunately, my favorite Sam era song was the one that fucking broke them up was uh, "Humans Being," mm. which which they released for the uh, the Twister soundtrack. Um, I forget what year that was. Ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Ninety six. 97, something like that. 96, yeah. Um, favorite, favorite Sammy. Um, dude, the song that's been playing my head, uh, The Dream Is Over. Mm. Uh, I think Eddie's playing slide on that, which uh, something he, he never really did. But... Uh, mm. The, the guitar sound on that's really good. The, the whole balance album. There's a instrumental called I can't even pronounce it. It's like begins with a B. I mean, we're going to try to sound foolish enough to fucking pronounce it. The instrumental on the uh, balance a- album that starts with a B. Balak. It's named after a fucking dinosaur. That's all I know, and because <laughs> it's got a big fucking sound. But uh, I'm looking forward to the the Sammy reissues. Um, because I like the same area, but some of the albums, th- th- this sonically, like OU812 is like a good album, but it sounds it sounded like it was recorded underwater sometime. You know, mm. Some of it sounds like a, it's like, God damn. You know, it just sounds like it was re- recorded on an AM radio. Um, <laughs> it's like, holy shit. And I love the album, but, you know, just, um, so it'll be cool. And the, the cool thing about the Van Halen, the Sam Era ones, they're being, uh, you know, looked over by Don Landy, who was their, uh, the engineer, producer slash engineer. He was the producer all the way through their whole run. Right. From the Dave Era, when Ted Templeman did his first, you know, six albums, and then all the way to, uh, all the Sammy stuff. Don Landy was in there, you know, um, Except maybe there was one album they had. I can't think of the guy's fucking name. Uh, the guy used to produce Led Zeppelin. Um, Andy Johns. Mm. And they got Andy Johns because they're a fan of how Andy Johns made the drum sound Andy Johns had for John Bonham. 
Like he was, he, he mic'd up John Bottom's drums for all the Led Zeppelin albums. They gave him that big fucking booming sound. Yeah. And they wanted that sound for the Van Halen album, uh, for that album. I think it was, might have been fuck for Unlawful Cardinal Knowledge. Uh, but then he wasn't working out and they brought Ted Templeman back, you know, into the fold to, to finish off the album because Andy Johns was just a mess <laughs> at that point. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, I like that the, you know, the same era records are getting a little bit of attention to have some B sides and stuff like that. I wish they would dive a little bit deeper into the vault. Mm. You know, um, I know Wolfie is like, you know, people have asked Wolfie Van, you know, Wolfgang Van Halen, you know, uh, what's in the vault? And he's like, well, my dad said, if, you know, if it's good enough, we will release it. All right. But like, dude, yeah. I love you, Wolfie. But I've heard Steve Vai and Joe Santriani say they've heard some stuff <laughs> <laughs> that he hasn't released. Heard and some if, things, Wolfie, we've heard some things. And if they say there's some stuff in there that hasn't been released that's really cool, I'd love to hear. Like supposedly, like uh, one of the albums, Van Halen albums, uh, Eddie was just noodling around, did all the vocal parts with his guitar. So it's like there's Van Halen with the song, but instead of the vocals... Eddie's doing the vocals with the guitar, which is like, okay, please, please release that. Uh, I want to wow. hear that. To me, it's I, I, I don't give a shit who sings for Van Halen. Yeah. It's all, to me, it's always been about Eddie. He's the best guitar, in my opinion, best guitar player ever. I'll spot you, Jimi Hendrix, but to mm-hmm. me, it's always been about Eddie Van Halen. And uh, uh, who, who gives a fuck? Yeah, you know, go watch Eddie fucking play. Right. Yeah. You know, just because he's not the wild man fucking like he was, like the first fucking six albums, he was out of his mind, but like he he matured. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I always say uh, the Dave years were high school and the Sammy years were college. You know? Yeah. That's a great analogy. And you could tell the difference between the musical sound, too. I mean, you could tell the way it's really the sound matures as Sammy comes into the fold. So, yeah. Um, would you have, would you have, um, is there any singer you would have liked to have seen? Cause like, I always think about like, like when Rage Against the Machine broke up, right? Like when, when Zach right. Roca left the band, they had a bunch of people fill in to test pilot the band, right? And then they ended up with Chris Cornell, but like, apparently there's records out there with Be Real from Cypress Hill doing like serious rock stuff. And like, I would love to hear that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I want to yeah. know what that sounds like. Was there yeah. anybody that you would have thought, like, would you have liked to seen, like, Van Halen do, like, a bunch of, like, an album with a bunch of different singers, like, or, like, maybe one person you may have wanted to see work with Van Halen that never did? Like, when they initially, uh, when Dave initially quit the band, and that's what those fucking David Lee Roth fans need to realize, he fucking quit. Remember that, because that's what happened. He, he abandoned you. He bozy bozy bopped out of the fucking band. Scooby right? bop do bop is what happened. Yes, on his way out the door. That's what he did. So don't be mad at them. Uh, there were there's rumors that like they were going to have like try to do like maybe an album with different singers, and then um, the biggest rumors. Before I get to the one I said I w- I would have liked to see, there's two people who were approached. One was Patty Smythe from the band Scandal. Wow. And. Daryl Hall. I remember you telling me about Daryl Hall. I remember that. Yeah, Daryl yeah. Hall was a it was a, you know not officially, but like, hey, what, what, what do you think? Uh, as far as people, I, someone I would have loved to have seen 
sing with Van Halen? Uh, Sebastian Bach. Yeah. From Skid yeah. Row. Yeah, that would have been a great choice, man. Because to me, to me, he could have done. To me, he could have done the Dave and Sammy stuff. You know. Yeah. Smashing Box, amazing. You know, live. So I think he could have definitely handled both and written some amazing stuff. You know, for another. You know, on his own. Yeah. So, and Gary wasn't bad, but uh, when Gary Sharon was in the band, I think the mistake they made with Gary Sharon was they should have toured first. Yes. Go on tour, let him sing all the hits, then go into the studio. Once you have that chemistry of being on the road and knowing each other, then I think they could have wrote, you know, Different something records. that would have been ex- more acceptable. Yeah. But uh, Van Halen 3, I, I like it. You know, it was uh, kind of like Eddie, in my way, and even though Gary was singing, it was like Eddie's, Eddie's solo album, but with yeah. Gary singing, you know. Well, again, that wasn't a bad album. Again, it's like you say though, like it's it's easier just to focus on Eddie as the person, yeah. as the band, right? Like as Van Halen. Um yeah. rather than being like, Oh, well it's you know, Van Halen, no, it's Van Hagar. Like, no, no, no. Like all of the stuff tracks, that's why it's so popular, right? Like that's why people like it so much, is because it's yeah. all good. Um no, I don't I don't disagree with you at all with Gary. Um I went back and listened to their what was the cut, the first cut of that record? Was it without the record was called Without Without right? You. That's yeah. a great fucking that's a great fucking song, man. That's my fucking drunken jam. I yeah, you know, dude. Get drunk if I could put on without you, put on humans being. Dude, that's a great fucking some, record, man. Put on some eighties kiss. You there know, you go. Like the look it up era, you know. I uh I'm a happy meanie. I have to go back and I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again. We got a question here from yeah. our friend RJ Krasinski. What's up, RJ? What's going on? What's dude? up, RJ? Dude, RJ's making a comeback. He's Love like it. Hulk Hogan going with the oh brother and he's doing doing the fire up. RJ Krasinski's back, baby. Love it, man. RJ, thank you for your questions every week. He's actually got a, a Hogan question here. Uh he says, which moment did more for the wrestling business, the twin magic angle? Or the Hogan Andre match at WrestleMania three. What was the twin match? Was it that the Hebner's? I think it was the Hebner's. Yeah. Which one did the most for the wrestling business? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to say Hogan Andre at Andre, uh, WrestleMania three. Yeah. Um. You know, the first two WrestleManias were a success. But the Hogan Andre match was the the match that kind of gave it that little shove over mm-hmm. the, the 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 up. They were doing the upward climb, and you know when you you're you're climbing up and your arms and legs are getting a little tired, and you just need that little boost to get on up to the next level, and you know regain your bearings and catch your breath and go forward. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania three was that moment where you know. It got him over to it got him up to the next level. Yeah. You know. And uh, you know, thank God Andre did business, you know. Brother. Because yeah. you know, if you believe all the reports, you know, from Hogan and Vince and Pat Patterson, you know, Andre was playing with the idea of oh well we'll call her ring, boy, you know. Uh but yeah, the twin magic was good. Uh memorable moment. The second time a Hebner screwed a world champion. Well, that was the first time. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was the first time Hebner screwed a world champion, wasn't it? That's before, uh, you know, Brett screwed Brett, before uh, Earl screwed uh, (laughs) Brett. I love you, Earl. I'm just, you know. Just messing around, brother. 
Yeah. I was there when they uh, made up. Oh, that's cool. Um, fucking uh, WWE was in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and uh, for a house show. And all the fucking hearts came out. It was awesome. Wow. And uh, I was sitting in the locker room, and I forget who was in there with me. Errol comes in and goes, Errol goes, I saw Brett. And we shook hands. I was like, kind of cool. You know, yeah. I have to look that date up. Uh, I always go to uh, history to WWF.com. Mm. Uh, shout out to shout out to Graham Cawthorn, who runs that site. That's the go to for like dates and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And, you know, yeah, I, I have never, you know, screwed the champion twice. <laughs> I got a last question here from our dear friend, Hot Juice Gust Knights. Oh, I before think? we get to that, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm perusing the chat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and the, I want to save the main event for the main event, which is grape juice. <laughs> oh, wait, here's uh, one. Van little Jimmy's uh, on. Van uh, Vanessa Bello uh, brings up a great point. Can't wait to hear Eddie and Brian May's Starfleet content, which uh, Brian May from Queen put out like an all-star record called Starfleet Project, where he brought Eddie Van Halen in, and they did an album together. So he just released the, I forget what anniversary it was of the Starfleet project where it's got the songs, but he's put it, all the bonus content is them just in the studio trying different stuff. And he leaves in like the conversation in between songs and stuff like that. And so if you're an Eddie Van Halen fan, go out to get the, uh, Brian May Starfleet anniversary box set. It's got like bonus Eddie Van Halen content on it. And there's a t-shirt uh, that I'm eventually going to get where it's Eddie Van Halen's guitar sitting right next to Brian May's guitar, which I need. But I haven't gotten around to buying it yet. Wait. Yes. Brian May. Of Queen. And Eddie Van Halen. Of Van Halen. Did a fucking record together. Yes. In the 80s. What the fuck? It might have been after 1984. It uh, looks like it was recorded April 21st and 22nd of 1983. And it was released. Oh, in, okay. It was That's released October, or, or, um, Halloween of the same year. Okay. Wow. The tapes yeah. were not intended to be released and received minimal mixing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've had it for a while, and then uh, Brian May just put out like a deluxe box set. Holy shit! Which, yeah, holy shit, dude! I had no yeah, idea this so, even existed. This is amazing. I can't wait to check this out. Yeah, so for all the Eddie Van Halen fans like me who are begging Wolfie to go into fucking vaults, or you know Eddie F. Wolfie and Alex, you know, just go through the tapes, please. Uh, this will this is like a little appetizer. Between this and Prince's vaults, like we talked about it before, with in, in Prince's vault, there's a fucking re-recorded uh, rendition of Michael Jackson's "Bad" that he rewrote and re-recomposed. There, that's just exists, and I need to hear it. There was a. I was having this conversation with Cuskers the other night with uh, Dougie. I said, I hear supposedly in Prince's vault. They could release an album a year for the next hundred years, and it would all be new material. Crazy! There's like that much in Prince's vault. 
you know crazy but apparently I, I think the people who took over prince's estate are the same people who run like graceland and stuff like that so. yeah yeah i'm sure we'll eventually see. i'm sure eventually there'll be enough public interest where they'll want to do it uh, i would imagine that eventually that kind of stuff will happen but um yeah jimmy asked if you had heard wolfie's new album yet i haven't i've heard the what they put out so far uh i love it uh, I was watching an interview with uh, Michael Anthony. He was on with Eddie Trunk. And he said he heard uh, there, Wolfie put out a song called Take a Bow, which I believe is all instrumental, uh, if I'm thinking of the right track. And Michael Anthony said, there's stuff I've heard on the song Take a Bow that I thought I was listening to Eddie Van Halen play. Wow. Yeah, he's like, wow. he's doing stuff that like I remember Ed doing when me and Ed were teenagers, you know? Wow. So... That's crazy, man. Oh, and also, if you're, you know, uh, shout out to uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, talk is Jericho. He just had he had an episode with Wolfgang Van Halen on, which was like a really good listen because, you know, I guess Wolfie, you know, felt comfortable enough to talk about some stuff. And without going into detail, because I'd rather you listen to the interview, go check out the new uh, Talk is Jericho with uh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Let me see what else is going on here in the group chat. Um, let me see. Travis says... Lively, lively chat today. Uh, yeah, we're just here. We, we got Trav. What up, Trav? Um, Little Jimmy. Go to uh, patreon.com slash mindofthemania. Join the uh, conversation. Get your name mentioned on air. Well... Not one hair, but one thing. <laughs> the recording. Now, yeah, that's a, tiers start uh, just as low as $10 a month. You can join us. You can watch the record early and ad-free. Uh, Travis said, listen to Prophets of Rage, Adam. Yeah, I've actually, I've heard this this group before. It's, uh, so it's Be Real from uh, Cypress Hill, uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy, and then the actual yeah. members of Rage Against the Machine. Super fucking great stuff, man. Um, awesome. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Machete says, uh, Bowie's got a bunch of the vault, too. Jesus Christ. I need, yeah, man. I need all of these these vaults. I need all of it in my life right now. <laughs> I need yeah. everything, man. Everything. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything here. Nope. All right. Thank you for all of your questions this week. Uh, okay. Let's get to let's get to the the main event here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So he says I went to a funeral this morning. <laughs> my condolences. And let out a sneaky toot, and the mm. and in the, the I can't remember what regular air smells like line burst into my head. I can't remember what regular air smells like. And I immediately had to stifle a giggle unsuccessfully. I will share with you that that happens to me frequently, and especially in serious situations. Uh, so I mm. I sympathize. What are the most humorous everyday public places to rip one out? Oh my god! I guess well. Do best places to get the, the best acoustics mm. for farts are, you know, uh, McDonald's, mm-hmm. the uh, plastic benches. Like if you get a booth, yeah, oh yeah, because the uh, the plastic the curvature of the seat in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. If you lean a little forward, you get a, the proper cheek spreadage. <laughs> <laughs> so there's really no muffler. Yep. Involved with you know the cheeks, the, the the air just hits the plastic direct on the seat, then it hits the backrest, and then it goes out into the ether. 
and of course, I mean, the number one place to let out a fart is church. Yes, I was. That's where. That's what my answer was going to be: is church. That's, that's why they call them pews. It's the only place to do it. That's the best place. Yeah. You're, you're honoring and serving the Lord while releasing gas. Uh, As somebody who went to, I, I went to Catholic school, so I'm speaking from knowledge. Uh, I have farted in church plenty of times. And the worst thing about farting in Catholic school is the uniform. <laughs> You're wearing those fucking dark blue polyester pants. You're wearing a fucking light uh. blue shirt that's tucked in. So when you fart, the fart you feel the fart going up your pant leg, up your dress shirt, and right to the fucking nostrils. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. And you're peeling your underwear off like with a tea kettle at the end of the day. You know, it's like, it's just like, like opening up an envelope with some fucking Yeah, steam. like you're sneaking somebody's mail before, so they don't <laughs> notice, you know, just. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You're calling, you're calling, you're, you're playing with a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at his head turn. <laughs> Which is how people react to my farts. It's oh like, my huh? God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That will always I, be I, I am still, too. I am still looking for a bootleg of that show. <laughs> there, there's some atomic. That was the Atomic Punks. There's got to be somebody. Uh, got which had somebody's the, got the, it. The singer guitar player from Steel Panther were in the Atomic Punks. There's footage of their shows out there. <laughs> I need that show. Is from the Whiskey A Go Go. A bounty will be paid for this footage. Oh my god, yeah. dude, hilarious! And thank you for uh, all of your questions. As always, each and every week, we enjoy them uh, and we love answering them here. And we love talking to you on the Pod Squad uh, chat here. Uh, everyone is here. Uh, it's been a great, lively conversation this morning. Again, Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meanie. Sign up and join us today, Meanie. Uh, I want to thank you as always for doing this program uh, and being a part of this wonderful community we have. Uh, but I want to know and have you share with everybody on the uh, on the pod squad and beyond, where can everyone find you on social media and where can everyone keep up to date with you with all your events? If you would like to follow Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, go to uh, at Blue Meanie on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, sort of TikTok, but now Threads. Hopefully that thing lasts. I like threads. Mm-hmm. Uh, support the Blue Meanie. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Colin Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to ColinElbowBrand.com. Use co- coupon code Meanie or use coupon code MIND. Save, to pre- ten- Save 10% at ColinElbowBrand.com. Now that you got your uh, t-shirts and you're a bearded fellow like myself, go to madcatbeardcare.com. Get the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Bomb. Shout out to Josh Thornton, my buddy doing great work. If you're a cat lover like myself, he rounds up the cats, takes them to the bank, all the feral cats, and uh, releases them back into the wild. So if you'd like to support cats, go to madcatbeardcare.com. The Ultra Pro Wrestling video game coming to all major consoles in 2024. Ultra Pro Wrestling contains not only original characters created by Hal Haney, but many real-world wrestlers, including myself and many others, I'm afraid to accidentally mention before they announce it. So go to 
go to ultraprowrestling.com. That's ultraprowrestling.com. Or follow them on Twitter at UPW Video Game on Twitter because it's still Twitter. <laughs> it's never going to be X, man. It's never going to happen. That. No. I'm going, you know, Ixnay on Xnay. Um, <laughs> the Figure Collections Bone Crushing Wrestler Series 1 variants of the Blue Mini are available now. All Series 1s can be ordered now at shop.figurecollections.com. That's shop.figurecollections.com. Get Old School Mini or the BWO Mini. Either one is, there's no, no wrong choices. So, uh, to have Blue Mini on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net. Register your podcast and then, uh, book the Mini. Uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair take Jim about 50 hours per pair. So go follow Jim on all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks. That's all forms of social media at G-O-I Kicks. Cameo.com slash BWO for birthdays, holiday, and well wishes. Just did one this week. Uh, somebody, had, somebody hit me up with a question, which was pretty cool. Uh, it was fun to answer. So uh, go over to Cameo.com slash BWO for birthdays, holiday, and and well wishes. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. You can find me there. This is Goober. Yes, that's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. Uh, so go over there and follow me right now. My Instagram's been active and alive with all of the content I've uh, done over at SummerSlam uh, this past weekend in Detroit. Uh, so go check it out there. You can also listen to my other show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. Or if you have an iPhone and you have Apple Podcasts, you can find both shows uh, as part of the Premier Podcast Network. So you can go there right now, find our shows and a lot of other great content right now, uh, foundationradio.net. Don't forget, Brothers Gatter still has a very small handful of the very first Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddies. Uh, there's only 25 in existence. Once they're sold out, they're gone for good. As uh, so you go to brothersgatter.com. And also, Meanie, by the way, has his own yes, sir. Wrestle Buddy. And you can pick up one of those there. And also a two-pack, that's right, two-pack, two-pack of your favorite podcast hosts together, Meanie and Goober, in the same place at the same time. So go to brothersgatter.com. The Feinberg Method, use promo code Goober and save up to 20% on your entire purchase. My trainer, uh, Brad Feinberg, is ready to work with you on not just your physical, but also your mental well-being. Let's go to FeinbergMethod.com. Sign up today. Shout out to the guys at the 10th Ward Barbershop on uh, downtown Lawrenceville on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. Go and see Kane or Jordan and the rest of the team there. Tell them Goober sent you. Go schedule your appointment today at 10thwardbarbershop.com. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Uh, Patreon.com slash Mind of the Mini, sign up today and become a part of the Pod Squad tier starting at just $10 a month. Uh, it's a great time and you get to come and join us and ask questions whenever you'd like to. Shout out to our sponsors today, Manscaped, and any everyone else who sponsored the program as well. Mini, I want to thank you for being a part of this program and being here each and every week. Pod Squad, we love you so much. Thank you for being here and keeping us going here for the Blue Mini. I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind. Blue, blue. 
This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production, Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. <laughs>